0: Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Thursday, the 15th of December. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. We've got a packed show for you today, covering the usual markets roundup, an update for you on gold and silver, and finally, we'll get to the latest thoughts from our CIO. But as usual, let's start with an update from the markets. Well, it was all about the US Federal Reserve yesterday. As expected, they delivered a 50 basis point rate hike, but Jerome Powell said that they still have some way to go to tame inflation. And policymakers projected that rates will end 2023 at 5.1%, a higher level than previously indicated, and well above market projections. U.S. interest rates are now at their highest in 15 years, with a targeted range between four and a quarter and four and a half percent. How did the markets react? Well, investors reacted negatively to the expectation that rates may stay higher for longer, and stocks gave up earlier gains on the day. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 142.29 points on the day. The S&P 500 declined 0.61%, with healthcare the only positive sector. And the Nasdaq Composite dropped 0.76%. Asian markets followed the lead given to them by the US. The Hang Seng Index fell 1.4%, and there were notable falls in Hong Kong-listed technology companies. In mainland China, the Shenzhen component rose marginally, but the Shanghai composite fell 0.32% as official data showed that China's economic activity worsened in November, before the government abruptly dropped its COVID zero policy, with more disruptions to growth likely as infections surge. China's central bank pumped in more cash than forecast into the banking system in December in a move that's expected to bolster bonds which were roiled by the nation's abrupt COVID policy shift. China's annual Central Economic Work Conference, which had been rumoured to have been postponed, will now reportedly be held today and tomorrow. In commodities, West Texas Intermediate Crude fell 0.9% to $76.55 a barrel. Gold is trading at $1,791 an ounce. Bitcoin is now trading at just over $17,700. In the bond markets, U.S. Treasury yields made small gains in Asia after fluctuating during the U.S. session after the Fed's hawkish decision and Powell's comments. New Zealand government bond yields rose after the economy grew more than twice as much as economists expected in the third quarter, with the rate on 10-year debt jumping 15 basis points. On the currency front, the US dollar rose and the Chinese yuan fell, snapping two days of strengthening, with the downward move accelerated after industrial production and retail sales data for November fell short of economist estimates. The country also injected a net 150 billion yuan in liquidity through its medium-term lending facilities, more than economists anticipated. In the news, the UK is besieged by striking workers. Nurses will walk out today with rail and postal strikes already pencilled for December. Elon Musk has sold Tesla stock for the fourth time this year. Tesla's CEO sold almost 22 million shares for $3.58 billion between December the 12th and December the 14th. And in case you don't already know it, France will now face Argentina in the World Cup final. Coming up today, we've got monetary policy decisions from the European Central Bank, the Swiss National Bank and the Bank of England, amongst others. That's it for the wrap. The future screens are broadly red ahead of all these European central Central Bank decisions. Now, I didn't mention gold or silver in my markets roundup because we've got Karsten Menker, our head of Next Generation Research here, to fill us in on what's going on. Good morning, Carsten.
1: Good morning, Bernadette, and uh, thanks for having me again. Um, well, we don't see any signs of a year-end slowdown in the gold and silver markets. So this week, there were two focus points, of course. Firstly, the US inflation rate on Tuesday, and yesterday, as you've mentioned it, uh, the US interest rate decision. Judging by the reaction markets, the U.S. inflation rate seems the single most important data point at the moment, not just for gold and silver, but for financial markets in more general, I would say. While we were not surprised to see another decline in the U.S. inflation rate, we did not expect such a sharp move higher in the gold and silver markets. So prices initially rose as much as 2% and more than 3% respectively, but gave back some of these gains subsequently. And especially after yesterday's interest rate decision and the rather hawkish statements from Chairman Powell afterwards. All in all, gold's and silver's moves very much mirrored the moves in the US dollar and US bond yields, which have been the dominant drivers of prices during the past few weeks, together, of course, with an improving mood in the futures market. Looking ahead, we do not see much more downside from current levels for the US dollar, and we also believe that most of the positioning changes in the futures market should be behind us. Typically, such changes drive prices for a few weeks, not months. Gold and silver are up now around 12% or more than 30% from the lows a couple of weeks ago, which in our view is very remarkable, as there was no support from investors. Holdings of physical backed products, which you know are our preferred gauge of investment demand, are still hovering around the yearly lows, following months of massive selling for both gold and silver. This lack of investment demand puts the recent recovery on well, a rather soft footing in our view, and suggests that it should run out of steam sooner rather than later. Well, unless fundamentals improve.
0: And what do you mean by that, Carsten? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, improving fundamentals for us is still um, rising recession risks in the U.S. or the U.S. economy slipping into recession because this would not only lead to a turnaround of monetary policy by the Federal Reserve, most likely, it would also lure investors back into the gold and silver markets. And that would really be the crucial element to well put prices on a solid footing or to lead to a longer lasting recovery. Uh, That said, we we still don't see the U.S. economy slipping into recession, which is why we still believe gold and silver prices are trading at the upper end of a fundamentally justified range. We stick to our neutral views, but we have lifted our price target to uh, seventeen hundred U.S. dollars for gold and twenty one dollars per ounce for silver on a three and a twelve month horizon. That's it for me. Uh, Back to you.
0: Thank you so much for the update, Karsten. And finally, it's Thursday, so Nicola Jordan joins us to fill us in on the thinking of our CIO and Investment Committee as we head into the year-end. Over to you, Nicola.
2: Thank you, Bernadette, and good morning, everyone. Well, as this is the last update from our side this year, it's probably a good time to share our thoughts going into year-end. First of all, this year reminded us that forecasting the future is very difficult, especially in the short run, and 2023 certainly won't be any easier to read. But I would say there are three main questions that we are asking ourselves at this point in time. How will inflation and the central banks behave? How will bond and equity markets react? And how should portfolios be positioned going into the new year? As mentioned, we have seen that the short-term distortions from the pandemic that led to supply chain problems are easing. Energy and commodity prices have also declined, which significantly lowers inflationary pressures. That's why we don't see any reason to change our call for a peak in U.S. tightening in the next spring. In our view, the main policy mistake risk from now on does not consist in interest rate hikes, but rather in the reduction of the Fed's balance sheet. Liquidity destruction through quantitative tightening has so far been absorbed by the sharp increase in private sector credit growth. The problem is that we expect this rapid growth to decrease soon which could open up a liquidity hole, triggering deflationary pressures. This means Western policymakers are facing a trade-off between inflation and growth, and it will be interesting to see how they navigate this unknown territory. Turning to fixed income markets, we see a window of opportunity, as we expect positive nominal and inflation-adjusted bond returns in US dollars in 2023 as five-year US Treasury bonds are currently priced to yield more than medium-term inflation expectations. Equities are currently priced at average long-term valuation levels. Of course, they are still exposed to downwards earnings revisions, but equity investors will participate in the company's abilities to raise prices and take advantage of a higher nominal GDP growth path. So equities will continue to be a good source of medium-term wealth preservation and creation in the new investment regime. But the journey will definitely be a volatile one as policymakers will continue to struggle, making 2023 quite a rollercoaster ride. So how are we positioned going into the new year in light of all of this? Well, even though consensus is quite bearish and many business leaders expect a recession in the new year, we remain fully invested entering 2023. With the expectation that the year-end rally will continue as investors digest a better-than-expected CPI print and a less hawkish narrative from the Fed. That's it from my side. Back to you, Bernadette.
0: Thank you so much for the update, Nicola. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us again tomorrow for the Friday Currency & Crypto Special. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favourite podcast player.